Welcome to Gabby, the marriage and family podcast where it will be okay. We are your hosts, marriage counselors, Terrell and Tanisha Pugh. We are a family of nine who after the death of our daughter learned that life was going to be okay. And now we help other families in distress realize the same. Are you ready to heal and learn that your marriage and family will be okay. Well, let's get started. Hello, this is Terrell Pugh, and thank you so much for listening to the Gabby Podcast. How would you like to do what you love, working with couples as a marriage coach or with individuals and families as a Christian counselor? Well, we can help you over at TNTPUGH. That's TNTPew.com. Hey, we'd love to help you get started today again working as a marriage coach or a Christian counselor. Head over to TNTPew.com. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of the Gabby Podcast for Marriage and Family. Um, I'm your host, Tanisha Pugh, and this is Terrell Pugh, your other host. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In this episode, we'll be talking about trauma. Um, We'll talk about trauma in marriage. Um, I don't know that uh, many people realize that couples can experience or individuals in marital relationships or marital setting can experience trauma. Yeah. You know, oftentimes we attribute trauma with uh, very specific situations and that does not include marriage. So we're going to talk about that tonight. And I'm excited because it's a much needed topic. Um, We'll talk about a little of uh, trauma in family, also what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And so as we talk about that, we'll really be talking about what trauma looks like, maybe in individuals and children. Mm -hmm. um, And then, of course, how that may come out in marital system or family system and what signs to look for for yourself if you're seeing that in your dynamics. And then, of course, to seek help. but like you said, yeah, most people attribute trauma to like war. Yeah. Right. Car accidents. Car accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And which those things are traumatic. Those indeed. are traumatic. They are. Um, they are. Um, I'll say, but it's a lot more broader than that. It is. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. And I think it may just be um, not having a full understanding of what trauma is. Yeah. Um, so what is trauma? Well, actually, I was going to have you answer that. <laughs> Well, I will say that um, trauma can be defined uh, as a sudden, unexpected um, impact to what you to your um, equilibrium, uh, to what you perceive to be normal. Um, uh, A traumatic event is something that can really knock you off your center. Um, You know, that's the event. The trauma is how you respond or the aftermath once that event has occurred, ah, right? Yes. Um, so and it's your brain's response and how it's processing whatever that traumatic event is. So mm. I think I started out by saying um, how trauma happens yes. versus what trauma is. No, no, that's that's good because I think you bring up a, a good point to make. Trauma isn't always necessarily the event, Right. Right. The event is the event. Correct. Whereas the trauma is your response mm-hmm. to the event. Right. So, for example, we'll take um, war or car crash. Mm-hmm. So the, the car crash or the war is not the 
trauma. Right. It's how you respond or your responses exactly. that makes that trauma. So I think I think that's that's good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely. A situation, any situation that throws you off your equal equilibrium, mm-hmm. any situation that catches you off guard, that's unexpected, that's outside of what you perceive should be happening yeah. and um, begins to overwhelm you. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. another feature. Um, that it overwhelms you. Mm-hmm. And so once that happens, your brain is unable to process and cope. Mm-hmm. And individuals have very different um, traumatic responses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is why there's also different treatments for trauma that we'll get into a little later, mm-hmm. um, because there is no one size fits all with, with trauma. That's right, because yeah. everyone respond to um, what would be a what is trauma uh, or everyone responds differently to traumatic events um for example um you know well can i sure yes so if if you can sort of tell our audience (laughs) so in a marriage and in a family what are some traumatic things That that, that can happen in a marriage or family all right yes um in a marriage the the big one um is infidelity Infidelity can be quite traumatic, um, and truly, it could be traumatic to what we identify as the participant, uh, participating uh, spouse, mm. um, uh, uh, who would be the person who committed the infidelity. Infidelity, um, and it also, and, and that may not be something one would consider. Is well, if they're the cheater, why would they be traumatized? But we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, and of course, the um, the injured spouse, injured spouse mm-hmm. as well um, would suffer trauma from that. Um, so, another. Mm-hmm. So really quickly, so you mean to tell me that mm-hmm. cheating, right? Mm-hmm. Infidelity has the same type of um, traumatic impact that, say, someone who has gone to war has. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, mm. we're not solely looking at the event. We're looking That's at right. here is something that is un- unexpected. Um, you felt where you once felt safety, mm-hmm. where you once were able to predict um, what would come next. All of a sudden, you're unable to do that. All of a sudden, nothing makes sense. Mm. All of a sudden, here's this unexpected thing um, that just kind of shift your outlook. Right. Um, and that could that is what trauma is. That's what's traumatic. Yeah. Right? That's now. Now, let me ask you this. Is mm-hmm. this sexual infidelity? Is this, you know, uh, someone was just texting someone? Um, does it does it matter? It really doesn't. It again, it's specific to how a, an individual would respond to whatever mm. is happening. That's right. Um, so where one person may be more traumatized by sexual infidelity, another person could be more traumatized by the fact that um, their spouse has opened up and connected emotionally with someone else, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit because that's a big one. That's a that big is. area. We may need a, another podcast episode to talk about that, right? Yeah. Infidelity. I think we'll, we'll do that. Indeed. Um, but the reason why I'm asking these questions is because I want to point out mm-hmm. that, again, the trauma isn't necessarily the situation, but the right. response. That's right. So whether it's cheating by way of, you know, a sexual interaction mm-hmm. or, you know, text messages and mm-hmm. emotional connection, mm-hmm. um, that spouse, the injured spouse can be traumatized That's right. and then experience right. or exhibit some of those symptoms of, yeah. of trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really comes down to how 
am I processing this new information that I wasn't expecting that caught me off guard? Yeah. It's like a punch in the gut when you weren't expecting it. Yeah. It throws you off. Yeah. Um, another traumatic um, uh, event or that can happen in, in marriages or in a family um, is um, when you experience financial trouble. Mm, yes, significant that's true. financial loss and and I say significant but you know that's of course relative that is, um, yeah. right but you know when people go through uh, loss of their home right loss of a job um, they can indeed that can be a traumatic um, occurrence and mm. I can speak to that from yeah. uh, first person experience um, you know when we went through our transition, we didn't lo necessarily lose our home, um, but we lost what I considered to be stable um, and secure income. Yeah. Right. And I mean, and mm -hmm. we did go into foreclosure. That's right. And that was that was traumatic. Yes, it was. That was traumatic again. Yes, it was. Um, and, and I'll say this mm -hmm. to even go beyond what we're saying here, although we're speaking in the context of a family mm -hmm. and of a marriage. Mm -hmm. um, that financial trauma, there's also poverty trauma, right? That's trauma that's experienced as a result of of, um, of poverty. That's right. And I think, I don't know if that's what you were going to mention it with is. regards to, you know, it, your background, but yeah. It, it, it mm -hmm. absolutely is. Um, you know, uh, a lot of times you, we encounter individuals, and it's so funny how being in this field where you talk to people um, and they're reporting certain symptoms or, um, uh, you know, of, of, of what they're um, seeing as they're doing life, and you start to really reflect and say, aha, it's like you get a light bulb moment mm. when you recognize that, oh, my goodness, I think I know what, what you're dealing with. I think I know what's at the root. Um, but people who... Um, migrate from countries, um, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say third world countries, but a lot of times from the Caribbean, we'll say. Yeah. I'm a migrant of Jamaica. Yeah. Um, and in Jamaica, you know, there were nights we went, I went to sleep and didn't have food. Mm. Uh, didn't happen very often, thank God. Um, but there, there is one particular night that I can distinctly remember going to bed without food. Um, and that was that, you know, as a child, I remember thinking, well, this is different. This is interesting. Um, where's my wow. food? Maybe tomorrow I'll get some. Um, but you don't realize what that's doing to your brain. Right. And when I had an opportunity to migrate here um, to America, um, I remember there being times where. I'm in a house. Here I am in a house with my father, my stepmom, and my stepchild, my um, half sister and half brothers. And when I got food, I wanted to put my food away so, and hide it so that I can get back mm. to it and have, you know, something to eat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was a, a behavior of the of the trauma. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, and um, okay, so let's talk about another. Mm. Um, uh, instance or type of mm -hmm. trauma that families can experience unless yeah. you wanted to stay here a little oh, while. No, 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 that's good. That's good. That's good. You know, the, the uh, there is the, and I'm sorry, excuse me for mumbling over my words. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> you didn't mumble at all. Uh, but yes, yeah, so there's mm -hmm. the uh, financial trauma that yes, families can experience. Trauma. There's mm -hmm. infidelity. That's right. Um, and I wanted to sort of maybe just 
lump a lot of that mm -hmm. just loss of possessions mm -hmm. in that financial trauma because that can be a that can cause a cascade of trauma. That's right. Right. That's Whether right. it's the loss of the house and then you mm -hmm. respond mm -hmm. in a particular way if you go into foreclosure or if you're in a part in an apartment and mm -hmm. you get evicted. Right. Yeah. So homelessness Ooh, also yes. um, will elicit a traumatic um, yes. response. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's that. Absolutely. Yeah. It will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will also say. And, and a lot of individuals may not be thinking about this, but when families move from one location to another location, mm -hmm. and if they're not well adjusted to their new location, the move, that transition in and of itself can be traumatic. That's right. It's That's a traumatic right. transition. It's a traumatic change. Mm -hmm. um, and then the children may be may experience and exhibit adjustment mm -hmm. uh, behaviors mm -hmm. where they're having difficulty adjusting to mm -hmm. friends or even within the home. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, parents, adults mm -hmm. can also experience that as well, Indeed. where they have those adjustment problems. Yeah, um, because yeah. we don't recognize for different people, we rely on a certain amount of social support. And when there's a sudden change to that without preparing in our minds um, for what that journey is going to look like, when we are in it, um, and again, sudden, right? Yes. Yes, you may be planning to move. You know you want to move out of state, um, but you've not truly sat down and considered, I'm going to have to make brand a brand new social circle. I'm mm. going to have to build a whole new social support system, especially if you don't have family or, or friends in, in, that, in that location. We've seen this happen, mm. um, and it can lead to a state of depression for some people. It can. Yeah. It can. So and, and really quickly, I'll say sure. this. Trauma is a lot more common mm -hmm. than people realize. Mm -hmm. uh, trauma is very common. Uh, again, it's not just limited to, you know, isolated mm -hmm. events like right. war or car accidents and things like this. It yeah. can literally be anything mm -hmm. uh, that you experience here in life that mm -hmm. you were simply unprepared for. Yeah. It catches you off guard, throws you off your equilibrium and mm -hmm. overwhelms you. Yes. And that can be an, a number of things. Yeah, and um, it's important that you list out all of those things because those do have to be present for it to be trauma. Absolutely. Um, and I'll say this, too. And, again, I can speak to this because of my background. Um, you know, and, and maybe actually, quite frankly, the entire African-American community. Uh, I don't think that we take enough time to recognize the impact that trauma can have on mm -hmm. on us and yes. on how we interact mm -hmm. um, on how we progress mm -hmm. on how we apply ourselves in the workplace mm -hmm. um, you know it if we don't take the time to recognize that impact it, that can you know that can really be a, a an inhibitor from us being able to move forward healthily it's in relationships um, and I say that because in the Caribbean, we don't talk about trauma. <laughs> you know, I did, yeah. we didn't mention um, sexual abuse or yes. um, molestation yes. or incest. Um, yes. Those things are very traumatic for people. It's traumatic for um, for if you were abused as a child, um, you know, and we can talk about some of the ways that that can play out in your life as an adult. Um, so... Mm. Yeah, there are many ways that we 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 experience trauma. Absolutely, mm -hmm. and while while we're here on the topic of you know not necessarily here on the topic, but mentioning children, I will say this: mm -hmm. you know, some signs of trauma in children mm. tend to be anger, 
Mm -hmm. The child is angry. It could be regression mm -hmm. where the child goes back to a prior stage. Mm -hmm. um, if the prior stage was bedwetting, it can be bedwetting. If the prior stage was um, not not sharing, mm -hmm. if the prior stage was um, not being as social, so the, the child can become more nonverbal, right. uh, more reclusive. Yeah. So any type of regression. Yeah. Also difficulty sleeping, mm -hmm. nightmares, mm -hmm. um, being becoming a picky eater. Yeah. Um, Isolating. Mm -hmm. That's no right. Isolating. Socialize. That's right. right. That's right. Hmm. In older children that are um, maybe adolescents, it could be uh, sexual um, mm -hmm. activity. If mm -hmm. the child is sexually active, they can see an, uh, an increase of sexual promiscuity. Mm -hmm. um, if they're not, mm -hmm. they can begin early mm -hmm. in promiscuity. Um, we also see that trauma sometimes impacts mm -hmm. young females by. Um, bringing up the onset of their menstrual cycle earlier than it's than it would have normally have happened. That's right. And so that's an example of how trauma can actually physically change your body. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And to speak to that just a little bit more, the um, onset of uh, uh, young young women's menstrual. Mm -hmm. I also think it's interesting. There was a study done that dis where uh, researchers found that. In um, when young girls um, are either parentified or um, perhaps their fathers aren't present. Yes, have the absentee um, father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absentee father. So even if dad is in the home, but he's just not a um, protector. Maybe he's just very. He's just not present. Yes. Um, that something happens in these young 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 girls. Um, that cause the, their bodies to respond in kind of a fight out of a fight or flight. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so your uh, autonomic nervous system. Right? Yes. yes. Um, and it makes them feel that, you know what, I have to protect my I have to protect myself. I have to grow up. Mm. And that kind of catapult them into um, early puberty. That's and very that's, true. That study was quite enlightening. I think that you might have shared that with me. Yeah, some years um, ago. Yeah, um, have I missed anything from that? No, that's good. That's good. That's yeah. good. That's that's yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, out. and I thought that was so intriguing. Mm -hmm. um, so even being an absentee father can result in that being trauma on your daughter. Yes. Wow. Yes. I uh, when I when I when I came across that information. Uh, I was, I mean, it made sense. Yeah. It made sense. But it's not something we think about. It's not. You know, so fathers, mm. if you have young girls, you need to spend time with them. You need Absolutely. to father them. You need to make them feel safe. Yes. You need to hug them. You need to love them. You need to be present. Yes. Um, and if you're not, I'm going to come for you. <laughs> no. That's right. And I'll be no, right I'm behind you. I'm not Liam Neeson. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I do have a particular set of skills. Yes, They're he counseling does. skills. Hallelujah, right, and yeah. I'll pray, I'll pray, I'll That's pray. Right. That's right. <laughs> no, but, but that is serious. Fathers do need to be present in the home. Yes. And, you know, one thing our society is doing, mm -hmm. they're, they're, and this is nothing necessarily new mm -hmm. in, in modern society, um, but fathers don't get enough encouragement to be present. Mm. Um, and looking at all the research, Hmm. of the absence of a father mm -hmm. it, it just is not psychologically sound for something like that to happen hmm. um, because of what we because of what you just shared what mm -hmm. we just shared there mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yeah. but that's a that's another topic in and of itself yeah um, one last thing I wanted to mention with um, 
trauma in children, yes. you also see that there's an increase in talking about uh, mm-hmm. safety or their fear. Mm-hmm. So what will happen is your child may begin to um, just be very cautious and be very safe. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if it's a car accident, um, they, they're going to want everyone in the car to put their seatbelts on. They're going to want to make sure that, you yeah. know, you do everything by the book, that you're looking in your mirrors if, if they're that aware, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but relative to the situation, mm-hmm. they, you will see an increase in their preoccupation uh, concerning their safety. Yes. And then also the exhibit, the um them exhibiting fear. Yes, and, um, I, yeah, yeah. and yeah. if you remember, um, so maybe three summers ago, it might have been, um, we were planning a road trip, we are getting ready to go on a road trip with um, my sister-in-law, their family, and our family, and um, mm. we, we were hit by a drunk driver. Um, mm. The vehicle that was behind us was my sister-in-law, and um, the via- the the um, drunk driver struck her vehicle, which then struck ours, which was in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do recall our youngest, who is at the time maybe um, seven Probably or eight. seven or eight. Yes, I remember for her, she would say things like, "When we purchase, when we you know got a replacement conversion van, which is a bigger van, sits very high," she would say, "You know." I don't want to drive in the car. Let's drive in the bigger van because mm-hmm. if we drive in the bigger van, you know, we won't get hurt if someone yeah. hits us. Um, or she would say, uh, she would just make different observation as we're driving on the, the highway. Uh, and that was so, so hard to hear because I knew what was going on. Yes. Um, and with that, you know, when you see signs of trauma and Terrell gave some mm-hmm. great examples uh, of some signs of trauma in children, particularly, um, you don't want to ignore it. You also don't want to act um, overly excited, if that makes sense, you know, Um, because that can just reinforce um, their fears. Yes. Um, So you want to acknowledge it and then you want to gently and um, just in a nurturing way um, kind of give them new information. Yes. uh, About what it is their fear fears are. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. So it's a healthy balance of dialogue and mm-hmm. and then also redirecting. Yes. You know, a, a big key in trauma, mm-hmm. um, becoming trauma, is the rumination of whatever mm-hmm. has happened. Yeah. And so if you're consistently talking and talking and talking about it, you're more likely to develop trauma. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but if you're talking about it in a in a healthy way, and there's really no way to determine how much talk is healthy, mm-hmm. uh, but there is an obvious way to determine how much is too much yes. rumination, yeah. right, when it becomes an all-of-the-time conversation. Mm. But if you're dealing with children, yes, you, you talk about it mm-hmm. in a very normal, natural setting mm-hmm. while also redirecting mm-hmm. a lot of their fears mm-hmm. um, in a rational way. That's right. right? That's right. Um, and then for your, you do the same thing for yourself as well as you engage in mm-hmm. conversations with yourself, the self-talk, mm-hmm. or with friends or family. And this is why counseling is so important as well mm-hmm. um, at a traumatic event because it helps you talk through and yes. not get stuck in uh, cyclical yeah. dialogue with yourself. That's, that's negative. Right. That's right. That keeps you trapped. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's a healthy way to grow from or heal. I won't say grow, but heal, although that could be a form of growth from mm-hmm. trauma. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about the infidelity mm-hmm. piece. Infidelity? Right? Um, mm-hmm. Well, only because of the time. I know oh. we don't have time to get into that. Sure. Um, 
let's let's move into some some treatments, right? How do you how do you treat trauma? How do you deal with trauma? What mm-hmm. what are what are the treatments that are available for trauma? You know, we just mm-hmm. talked about one, which mm-hmm. is something everyone can do mm-hmm. at a traumatic response mm-hmm. or excuse me, traumatic event. Mm-hmm. They can start changing the way they talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Uh, but some other sort of more official treatments? Yeah, so we, we talk a lot about, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, mindfulness. Um, but there mm-hmm. is, that is a um, uh, research-based yes. um, intervention uh, that, that's proven to work for mm. individuals who suffer trauma, um, talk therapy. Yeah. And before you move away from the mindfulness, mm-hmm. I'm going to mention, I'm going to throw in there um, mm-hmm. yoga as well as meditation. Those are two research-based mm-hmm. um, activities that also are really effective with trauma. Mm-hmm. And that's because what happens is when you experience a traumatic event, mm-hmm. um, you know the saying, trauma gets trapped in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, when you engage you know, in yoga, and think of yoga as, you know, you're engaging your body and stretching and breathing. Mm. And the traumatic response mm-hmm. usually is to not breathe or to have, um, uh, what, what's the word, when your breathing is erratic or yeah, um, can't, yeah. no, that's good. Getting that's jumbled good. here. <laughs> that's good. That's but yeah, good. where you're irregular, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Your breathing becomes irregular. Mm-hmm. And so through yoga and meditation, they essentially teach you how to breathe. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it teaches you how to calm yourself down, yeah. how to allow more oxygen to your brain so you can think more clearly and more mm-hmm. rationally. Mm-hmm. And it allows you out of that cyclical negative thinking. Yeah. When we talk about you know, the yoga with the stretching, a lot of individuals, when they do experience trauma, mm-hmm. they get tense in their body and their necks and their shoulders and their mm-hmm. chest areas. Mm-hmm. They feel queasiness or unsettling of their stomach. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even legs. Um, individuals start to feel as if their limbs are heavy, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an actual condition where your lim- limbs feel heavy, mm-hmm. which yeah. also inflicts individuals who suffer with depression. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. if you are practicing mm-hmm. stretching and mm-hmm. movement, yeah. you're able to gain more control over those things and yeah. come out of that traumatic response. But just oh, wanted okay. to add that before we moved no, away from that's that. Great. Yeah. That's great. Um, it makes me think of, uh, you know, in in the context of Christian counseling, um, uh, talk therapy is also very good, mm-hmm. um, but also if you are uh, a clinician and um, are certified, you can also walk your 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 clients through um, uh, um, cognitive therapy mm-hmm. with mindfulness. Yes. So that if you couple the two together, that that's wonderful. And then as a Christian counselor, um, you know when you when someone has suffered trauma because their worldview has been disrupted in some way, mm-hmm. it's fi- um, tethering them back to their faith, to what grounds them, mm. is also a very impactful way That's right. um, to move someone from that place of trauma where they're healed because yes. they're reintroduced again to something that's familiar. Yes. Um, and especially because we know that um, our God is alive and well, mm. um, any space you invite him into, he can absolutely heal you. Yes. Um, and so I, that's why I love um, uh, how we practice mm. at Arise and Live Christian Council 
counseling. Yeah. Um, we don't see healing as separate from um, the word of your God or the spirit of God. Right. Your yes. relationship with, with your creator, with God. That's right. And I want to say this to that. Mm-hmm. At, the, at the heart of, of all these treatments, mm-hmm. maybe not all the treatments, but majority of trauma mm-hmm. treatments, mm-hmm. is the key element of learning how to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And so when you're connecting yourself to God, mm-hmm. that's what you do. You learn how to love yourself. Love yourself well. And love mm-hmm. yourself well because yeah. what happens with trauma, you typically tell yourself, you know, I could have done something differently. Mm. Um, why did I do this? You you place yourself in this um, place of blame mm. and you experience mm-hmm. a lot of guilt mm-hmm. as, a, um, mm-hmm. as a result of that. Yeah. Even if it's childhood sexual trauma, you sometimes yeah. say, well, it's, it's my fault. That's right. So That's right. helping you to understand mm-hmm. how to love yourself well, yeah. that is going to be at the heart and the center mm-hmm. of, tra- of trauma treatment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You reminded me, I think it's Matthew 39, and if I'm getting it wrong, uh, forgive me, it is in Matthew. This may be a... <laughs> An opportunity for you to go through all of Matthew, right. um, but mm-hmm. it, where uh, Jesus was being provoked or challenged by the um, um, the C's, Sadducees, Pharisees, you know, <laughs> yes. they were asking him which is the greatest um, commandment mm-hmm. um, uh, to challenge him. And Jesus said, "The first, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, mm-hmm. um, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself." Yes. Um, and I'll I'll never forget. I'm sure others have had this revelation before, but I had it first time um, when I read that scripture, which I read million and one times. Um, Love others as you love yourself. So that peace that you speak of when you Mm -hmm. said love yourself well, um, it's true. Loving yourself well is recognizing and realizing that, you know what, nothing, everything that you might have done in any given situation that you were in you did with what knowledge you had in that moment. That's right. Right? That's right. And just as you are to extend grace to your neighbor, you have to extend grace to yourself. And sometimes we don't practice that. We don't do that. Um, mm. You know, and so love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. Be kind to yourself. Be forgiving to yourself. Yes. Extend grace. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And. Yeah, I won't add anything to that. That's absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Yes. So to be continued, because I want well, us to, yes. I'll, I'll quickly mention sure. two last treatments here, because yes. we may not get to do this mm-hmm. version of the podcast again, mm-hmm. <laughs> this topic as, as well. Um, EMDR, mm-hmm. okay? Um, well, I said I was going to mention, I was going to turn it over to you to talk <laughs> about it. But mm-hmm. um, EMDR, that's mm-hmm. a treatment. Um, you can go to a certified counselor who does know how to do EMDR, and that is eye movement desensitization um, reprocessing, and all that simply is, it, that sounds very complicated. <laughs> um, uh, the science behind that is not um, for, we don't know why it works completely mm-hmm. yet. There's a lot of theories as to why it works. Okay. But essentially what it is, is it, um, the clinician will have, have you recall the memory so that it's at the forefront of your mind. Mm. And then what they will do is they'll place an object, their finger or a pen or something in front of your line of sight mm. and begin to move it very quickly. 
uh, very quickly, if you're looking at this on, on YouTube, um, it's, it's just like this. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to me, I hope you can sort of visualize what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But what happens is when you have that image in your mind of that traumatic image, mm -hmm. um, the thought is that as you are focusing on something else, that your brain is in the process of processing that new information quickly because and it's moving. Desensitizing you to the uh, intense and exactly of the trauma. Exactly. Yes. And desensitizing you to mm -hmm. the trauma. Yeah. Um, and then one last um, yeah. treatment here that I'll mention mm -hmm. is, is theater. Theater therapy. Yes. Theater, theater therapy. Theater therapy um, is essentially mm -hmm. when you engage in mm -hmm. um, taking on of roles. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you can take on the role of a superhero. Because maybe in a traumatic event, you were a victim, mm -hmm. right, or a survivor, but now you're a superhero. Mm -hmm. And through that, you're able to gain a new perspective, mm -hmm. gain new skills, mm -hmm. and feel what it feels like to actually um, exist as the hero in the event. Yes, yes. Um, but awesome. in any event, um, <laughs> looks like we have to go because yes, uh, our time clock is, is running. Yes. And, yes. And, and, but this was a really great topic, um, and I hope we do get back to it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but thank you all for listening. And again, I'm Tanisha Pugh. And I'm Terrell. Have a great and night. It will be okay. okay. It will be okay. <laughs> Hello, this is Terrell Pugh, and thank you so much for listening to the Gabby Podcast. How would you like to do what you love, working with couples as a marriage coach or with individuals and families as a Christian counselor? Well, we can help you over at TNTPUGH.com. That's TNTPU.com. Hey, we'd love to help you get started today again working as a marriage coach or a Christian counselor. Head over to tntpew.com. Thank you.